Armor of God, the Belt of Truth. Today's Scripture. Ephesians 6, 13-14a. Therefore take up the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day, and having done all, to stand. Stand therefore, having girded your waist with truth. Bible in a Year, 2 Samuel 12-13, Luke 16. I do believe that all of us believe and understand the definition of truth, but for a baseline let's just say that truth is a statement that corresponds to fact or reality, a statement that is generally believed to be true or religious truth. Now the above definitions apply to the subject matter that we will be speaking of. In the book of John chapter 18 verses 37 and 38, Pilate asked Jesus at his trial, Are you a king then? And Jesus replied, You say rightly that I am a king. For this cause I was born, and for this cause I have come into the world, that I should bear witness to the truth. Everyone who is of the truth hears my voice. Pilate therefore said to him, What is truth? Now friends, we are still asking this question around the world today. What is truth? The Apostle Paul was held prisoner and was chained to a Roman guard, and was under constant Roman guard while in Rome. Paul referenced in Ephesians chapter 6 the statement about the whole armor of God. Why did Paul say the whole armor of God? Why could he not have said just armor of God? It is quite simple actually, it is like we said we have to know our enemy, and the battle tactics, and we have to properly equip ourselves to stand in battle. Just imagine if you had two slingshots, and had an enemy with two pistols, not very promising on the battlefield is it? God knew all this, and through the Holy Spirit he led Paul to reference the whole armor needed to stand. God's Holy Spirit shows us in God's Word what each piece of this armor is, and how it is to be used. Unfortunately, there are good Christian people that mean well in their spiritual walk with God, but they decide, for some unknown reason, that they don't need to carry all that weight, so they either eliminate, or change the Word to meet their requirements. Listen, God knew very well what we needed to stand against Satan, and we had better start by complying with God's rules, and directions. Now let's look at the belt, in this case the belt of truth. Paul probably noticed that the belt the Roman soldier was wearing was very important to him as a soldier, because on it was hung, or attached his weaponry, and probably other things of necessity. It was very convenient to have this strip of leather around the waist to hang weapons on. So this would be a critical item of his uniform. Now for the Christian we look at the belt of truth, and realize that it is the truth that Jesus referred to when he responded to Pilate's question, everyone who is of the truth hears my voice. Now we must remember that Jesus was referring to God the Father, for God is the truth, and Jesus is the truth in the flesh, and his children hear his sweet voice calling them. So everything we stand for, and represent in this life is based strictly on the Holy Word of God, the truth of all times, and the truth for everyone. This is the first line of defense against the enemy, without the truth there is no purpose for life. Realize also that Jesus referred to Satan as a liar, and is the father of lies. Needless to say Satan hates the truth, common sense tells us that a liar hates truth. So the first thing the Christian or believer has to have in his or her preparation for battle is the truth which is Jesus Christ. The truth of God is relayed through Jesus the Son because the truth of Jesus is that he is the sacrifice that was made for the sinner, and defeated Satan in his lies. Now one of the problems is Satan has blinded the unbeliever so they cannot see or realize the truth. But, Satan, knows that the truth of Jesus outpowers his lies, and when a person gets a hold of the truth, 
Satan becomes worried, and in despair, and as that person becomes more aware, and revealed to the truth, Satan tries to attack but is unsuccessful because God will not allow the breaking of his truth on that individual until the drawing, and repentance is complete. Once that person makes the commitment to accept the truth then God knows that person is forgiven through his grace, which is poured out for man. Usually, that new believer is not revisited by Satan for about two weeks, after two or so weeks that new believer runs into some evil opposition, and temptation or persecution. So many times I have seen new believers fall under the pressure of the devil, not lose their salvation, but be in despair, and I ask myself why? Because usually the new believer is so overwhelmed about their new birth that they fail to strengthen their position against the enemy. A new believer comes to Christ, and right away he or she needs immediate support of others to help strengthen their knowledge of God's Word. This in turn strengthens their faith. Prayer, and support for these new Christians is so important for them in order for them to be effective on the battlefield. In the spiritual battle God needs soldiers, believers, who are properly equipped to fight the battle. Which raises a very significant question. How trustworthy, and dependable are you as you seek to be a soldier for God? It is a significant question, but it isn't always a comfortable question. Trustworthiness, and dependability is each individual's will to surrender themselves to the truth. Knowledge of the truth is a great necessity but without the will of someone to get up off their seat, and do something for God then all your knowledge is only good for you, and that is not the way God intended it to be. We should be people who read and study the Word of God. But if all we are doing is gathering knowledge, and not willing to be engaged in the spiritual battle, then we are not really acting as trustworthy and dependable soldiers. Now I know some may be reading or hearing this, and say to themselves, what battle is he talking about? Without being a believer, and reborn into the family of God one will not see the battle, because Satan knows he is you, and he is not worried about you. Satan is worried about the ones that threaten him, and his plans of deception. We need Jesus as a Savior. We have to trust in the fact that his blood was given so that we could be saved. Indeed we will not even realize that we are in a spiritual battle until we are brought into God's family by Jesus. A relationship with Jesus is essential. But if we are not willing to fight the same fight as Jesus did then we are not really acting as trustworthy and dependable soldiers. We must examine the belt of truth, we are being asked to examine our commitment to kingdom work. The belt of truth is not an example of the truth of your confession about Jesus, and your need for His grace. The belt of truth is asking you about your priorities. Are you willing to put on the belt of truth which demonstrates that you truly want to be committed to Jesus and have solidarity with Him? The belt was so important to the Roman soldier, most people really don't think much about it. The belt not only supported all his instruments of battle, but it held his clothes in proper position, and secured the bottom of the breastplate. So likewise the belt of truth is so crucial to the believer. We will not be able to stand on the front line if we don't stand on the truth. It is this very truth that teaches us we are saved by Jesus' sacrifice on the cross, and by God's grace, we are accepted as a member of His family. Ephesians 2, 8-9 goes on to say this, for by grace you have been saved through faith, and that not of yourselves, it is the gift of God, not of works, lest anyone should boast. But we have to be willing to stand on the truth that God gives us, if not, then we cause insult to God's purpose, and it would be like saying, no Jesus didn't die for me. Once we accept this mental attitude it means we are enemies of God, 
and actually means we have joined forces with Satan. The belt of truth we wear means we believe, and accept Jesus, and the work he accomplished on the cross, it puts us in fellowship, and union with him. But we have to be good trustworthy soldiers to Christ, we can trust him, and he said he would never leave or forsake us, so we in turn must be the same towards him, and in the battle we have to fight. You might ask, why do we have to fight a battle if Jesus is with us, and friends with us? Well Satan has no power against Jesus, and Jesus does the will of God regardless of what Satan thinks, however, with us we do not have that omnipotent power, and we stand with Jesus. Satan is stronger than us, and because of sin, Satan has influence over us to lie, and deceive us, to attempt to confuse our purpose in worshipping God. The Holy Spirit lives within us, true, but if we don't bring our spirits, and souls in line with God's will, and purpose then the Holy Spirit is hindered, and that gives Satan the upper hand. We have to yield to the Holy Spirit, and bring our spirit, and souls in compliance with the Holy Spirit. God will not force this to happen, we must do it in faith by believing, and stand on the truth. Satan is the liar, not God. If we look at 1 Corinthians 1, 2 we will find Paul dealing with a similar problem, to the church of God which is at Corinth, to those who are sanctified in Christ Jesus, called to be saints, with all who in every place call on the name of Jesus Christ our Lord both theirs and ours. It is clear that Paul is writing to believers who have confessed Jesus as their Lord, but if we look deeper we will see that these folks are not willing to stand with Jesus on the battlefield. Let's look at a few points of interest, and we will soon see they were poor soldiers. 1. They were divided and showed a lack of unity. 2. There was the sin of sexual immorality among them. 3. There was a lack of love. 4. There was abuse of the Lord's Supper. 5. There was abuse of their Christian liberty. 6. There was a prideful spirit of the spiritual gifts. There is a similar situation to this in Revelation where John addresses the seven churches. Here it is again written that these know Christ, and put their hope in Him. But there are a lot of soldiers in these churches who do not want to put on the belt of truth, and stand in unity with Christ. As we look now at some of the issues John wrote to these churches about, let us remember that in fact it was Jesus telling John what to write. 1. They had forsaken their first love and commitment to Jesus, other words they had lost the zeal to love God. 2. They commit sexual immorality. 3. They do not teach that Christianity is the only way of salvation. 4. They were doing works that were dead. 5. They are lukewarm. Once again Satan has hit the church, there's still so many believers even today who are not willing to put on the belt of truth, and stand in solidarity with Jesus. The question today for you, and for me is a simple one, are we ignoring the need to stand together with Jesus? Or, are we being sucked in by Satan's lies, and distortions? As I have said many times, we have two choices, heaven or hell. God will never interfere with our decision, but, He loves us just the same, and does not want any to perish. Now we have to realize, as many did during the wars this nation was involved in, once they accepted to go to battle they knew their very life was on the line. They had to be trained, and qualified through this training to be effective on the battlefield. Accepting Christ is similar to this very thing, we are saved, and placed in the army of God, we must be trained on how to wear our armor, as well as how to use our weapons of war. Once we believe on Jesus Christ we enter the battle with evil forces. We have the power of the Holy Spirit to assist, and protect us, 
but only to the degree that we will let him. Like I just said, God will never force you to comply, so we have a responsibility to surrender ourselves to the Holy Spirit, and follow his direction. Does this mean we will be free from hardship and failure? Absolutely not, being a child of God is a process of growing in our faith. We will stumble, and fall, but we have an intercessor who represents us before God, and if we confess our failures, he is just, and faithful to forgive us. This intercessor is none other than, Jesus Christ, the Son of God. When you believe, and accept Jesus, he will never forsake you or leave you, he is faithful in all that he does with us, and for us. He, my friend, is the commander-in-chief of this spiritual battle we are in, unlike our earthly commander-in-chief, Jesus will be in the battle with you, providing truth, and spiritual support. But, listen, we have to be willing to use, and call upon this support, it just is not going to happen unless we apply it. As soon as we acknowledge Jesus, and accept, and apply the power of the Holy Spirit we will find ourselves deep in the spiritual battle of life. Now this belt of truth we are talking about in this chapter, has to be properly worn, it cannot be loose-fitted, it must be securely in place. So one may ask, how to secure this belt? If you will only think with me about the meaning of truth, Jesus said he is truth, will we be trustworthy and dependable in this battle? Will we stand with Jesus in the truth? Heaven is a real place friends and so is hell. It is not a question of going to heaven or hell, it is a question of how you or I are going to live while we wait for heaven to come. I believe that when we accept the truth of Jesus and believe in our heart of his death, burial, and resurrection we will be free of the fear of being in hell. So the answer to securing the belt in place comes back to our understanding of who Jesus is, and what he came to do. Jesus came to save us, but he also calls us to follow him, and stand on the truth, which, as said before, is Jesus Christ. You know, when we look upon Jesus, we will see a Savior, who was willing to give up everything, including his heavenly position, all the earthly comforts of life, and completely denied himself, for what? For you and me in the world, he conquered sin forever. He was willing to give up everything in order to fulfill his ministry. If we are to follow him as dependable and trustworthy soldiers then we need to be willing to make sacrifices, we must give our time, our financial support, and above all we live so that Jesus can be seen in us. Jesus came to save all people, if they will believe, but how will they know of him if we, the believers, don't mix in, and show the lost Jesus, through demonstration, and through testimony. People watch us, and make decisions based on what they see. When other people, unclean people, came to Jesus, he refused none. He came to heal the sick, the lost, he healed the lepers, and the blind, and the deaf, and he refused no one. If we are to follow as trustworthy, and dependable disciples our focus also needs to include the lost, and the lonely. And it might mean spending less time with our extended family. And it might mean making time to build relationships with people who we would not naturally mix with. But we do it because we know that we, at one point, were just as lost. And we, like everyone else do not deserve to be a part of God's family. We act this way because we follow a Savior who did exactly the same for us. Wearing this belt of truth is a sign that we want to be soldiers who are united with Jesus in His ministry, and want to fight for God. So now we must ask ourselves, Am I sincere about spiritual warfare? You know it's is not just a matter of saying I believe in Jesus Christ, 
It is a matter of following consistently and not swerving, but following in the footsteps of Him that looked at each one of us, and knew we were destined for an eternity of separation from God, and did something about it by giving Himself, even unto death, for us. Trusting in Jesus, the truth, the belt of truth, equips us for the battle. We must be serious enough to make changes in our lives so as to enable us to become more like Jesus. Now the final question is, how willing are we to be involved in this spiritual battle?